Here we are. It's Saturday night's main event superstars. Dom. And I am fan. Now, usually we're channeling this midlife crisis by watching early 90s professional wrestling with Saturday morning superstars, but it's Saturday night! It's after hours, superstar. It's, it's superstars Ooh. after dark. Now, I did some research on this uh, Saturday night's main event. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Um, this is... I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah, this is one of two that were on Fox. Okay. Now, Fox was barely a station in 92. Like yeah, had, yeah, it was not. No. It had like 21 Jump Street mm-hmm. and Alien Nation. So that was I the think. channel <laughs> was for those of us that lived in the Philadelphia area. That was like, because we had 3, 6, and 10, mm-hmm. and 29 was Fox. I remember yeah, 29, 29 was Fox. It was weird. Like one day we woke up and 29 was no longer 29. It was like Fox 29. Like what happened to my Clash of yeah. the Titans and, and the Stooges? Yeah, we, had, <laughs> we had the Fox, we had the UPN, and then whatever the crap 57 was well yeah upn was much later we're in college when upn came out yeah but this is the second time and the final time the saturday night's main event was on fox and then they shelved the show for 14 years oh shit there isn't another saturday night's main event until 2006 or some such wow yeah they totally they shoved the thing in the drawer you you put one of your biggest stars on there and then uh you know spoiler alert he's gone after that (laughs) i mean you know they're not setting themselves up for success because it's all fake and story anyway they should have done like one of those real cliffhanger things where like they blow up the warrior's limo (laughs) (laughs) and then killed the warrior they kill the warrior but in like 1996 when he comes back they find like macho man in the shower (laughs) and and the whole thing was a dream just like dallas yeah If you're as old as we are, you get that joke. (laughs) It didn't actually happen. That's right. Oh, man. All right, so it's supposed to be the 14th of November in 1992, and Mm -hmm. we saw a Saturday morning show from the 14th of November in 1992. Yes. From Canada. Yes. We're not in Canada. (laughs) We are no longer in Canada. Where the this. hell are we and when are we? Really? So uh, we are at we are at the Holman Center in Terre Haute, Indiana, mm. uh, which I've actually been to. Really? Uh, Why? Yeah, it's it's not too far outside of Indianapolis. Um, I just picked up some Terre Haute beer actually while I was out there, and it's at the the Holman Civic. It was initially named the Holman Civic University Center. Wow. Uh, opened in 1973, uh, and uh, is still going strong. You're it just me. underwent some renovations in 2018. 
and uh, they were expected to be completed in October of 2020. Now that's the last that it says on their wiki page. I don't know if COVID, you know, held Shut that shit down. off or not, but uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's still there at the Indiana, at Indiana State University ISU. Now it's not the 14th, and I think this taping really screwed up their main event because they couldn't say the warrior wasn't going to be a part of it because this was yeah. done what, like a month earlier yeah i want to say i had it from last week's notes but i i don't have it on my notes for this week unfortunately but i remember or i recall like october that it was late oct yeah it was yeah. like in the late october area that they actually recorded for this main event yeah and here we have this thing on network television with a guy who they probably had already fired there's mm-hmm. two casualties of sh- this show. I found out while I was looking up. Yes, Saturday Night Main Event I, I noticed that as well in my notes. Dude. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll lose another one. Yeah, well, let's, let's hit this shit. All right. So we are sitting here uh, and we've got our hosts, Vince McMahon and Bobby Heenan mm-hmm. for Saturday Night's Main Event. And I was very happy to see Heenan because I love Heenan on commentary, man. He's got some, he's got some good shit tonight. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't use perfect. No. No. And Gorilla and Vince wouldn't make sense because you got good guy, good guy. Yeah. So we got a, the good heel there. And we immediately start off with our tag team title match. And we've got Money Inc., who are the champions with Jimmy Hart, just because uh, versus <laughs> Jimmy. Hart. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, Jimmy Hart uh, versus the ultimate maniacs. Yeah, it surprised me when the uh, Warrior came out and Macho came out because a lot of times when they have like a super team, they let them have their own entrances, but Mm -hmm. they use uh, Warrior's, you know, rock theme and out comes Macho with it. So they come out together. They're unified. Yes, they are unified and they come uh, running down to the ring after Money Inc. is already in the ring and chaos immediately ensues there. I I thought it was quite interesting and very telling that at the beginning of this match Heenan says basically he says I don't know what the exact words but he's like if you want to see an actual wrestling match from the ultimate maniacs you've come to the wrong place I'm surprised he says that because three out of the four of them are really good wrestlers like yeah IRS and DiBiase and Savage I mean those guys are the real deal and Warrior made it through an actual good main event with another guy who's always accused yeah. of not being able to wrestle. Like, WrestleMania yeah. 6, that was probably both of those dudes' best match ever. Yeah, sure. But, uh, yeah, the brain's right. There's probably not going to be a lot of wrestling here. No, even Vince, like, and maybe they're throwing a few, you know, this is Ultimate Warrior's way because they know he's gone already. I don't know if that's the case or not, but even Vince says, like, it won't be a scientific match. No. <laughs> it's just going to be a brawl. The weirder thing that happens later, which, you know, you and I both have half-assed music careers. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's a different podcast altogether. Yeah. yeah. Skimming mediocrity with Dominic. Um, (laughs) The thing I hate, you can't make up a theme for these guys that no one's used to because no one's going to pop for it. Mm-hmm. So having them come in with their own entrance makes sense. Having them come mm-hmm. in with one guy's entrance is okay, but I always thought it diminished as like one of the dudes. Mm-hmm. The one thing I hate more than anything is the theme song mashup. Where oh yeah, they do yeah. like eight bars of one dude's theme and then like eight bars of the next guy's theme, and sometimes yeah. they'll, they'll flip the switch and go back and forth between the two, and that mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah, it's it's absolutely awful. I think it takes it takes away 
from the entrance a lot of the time because it, there's no continuity there. No, uh, they're different tempos. The they're different yeah. keys. They're different styles. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing works. Yeah, like the lighting's all different. The the uh, even the the if there's any pyro involved or oh, any that's a good of the, point. or any of the imagery that goes on behind them these days, uh, you know, it just it doesn't meld together because certain gimmicks they try and make everybody as individually seem very different so i mean try and put two of those together and it just doesn't make sense it sucks it does you know obviously they came in with the ultimate warriors music yeah because could you imagine ultimate warrior coming into macho man's music (laughs) (laughs) now you you got two family members you got liney poffo as the genius and the macho man the macho man like what's more 70s than this should be coming into the village people and the dude in the graduation gown doesn't have pop and circumstances no the, gen- the genius he's wearing the goddamn robe and he's, like, he's got a scroll and everything he's like where's my goddamn music it's like why did, why did my brother get pop and circumstance look at what i'm dressed in come on people it writes itself yeah god damn it <laughs> That is so true. I never, never even thought of that. I never thought of that either. But like, wait a minute. His <laughs> brother is actually dressed in graduation garb and he's coming in the pop and circumstance. Yeah. How about it? Back to the match. Back to the match. <laughs> warrior gets tossed. They start beating up Macho in the corner and then the Ultimate Warrior like, springs back into the ring. I didn't even see him come back in, but apparently mm, just, he like, comes back in really quick. Yeah. Come, yeah. And then they uh, the faces start cleaning house. I think we've actually discussed this before, especially with tag team matches where they've got face versus heel and no red tights are involved there's some kind of chaos that ensues the good guys always clean house and it draws this huge pop from the crowd so this is a formula that we always start these matches with it seems like especially on something like saturday night's main event where they're thinking there's a lot of eyes on this that don't normally watch this shit yeah remember when the legion of doom would come in against like these lowly red tights and i even wait for the bell and just start pounding on them and the crowd is like (laughs) yeah yeah we love that (laughs) yeah a hot start from the faces doesn't matter what they do they could cheat they could beat the guy up before the bell it doesn't matter we're just we're there for it we are the brain has my new favorite part of these episodes the brain scan yeah which is like what the what's the brain scan and brain's got his own telestrator and he's just yes. having he's just having all kinds of fun with this thing this had to be like the newest coolest technology where you can draw on the screen madden style oh, he was loving it i love the brain scan he used it a couple of times, and the, the first time he's using it here, he draws a, the very time-appropriate uh, Ross Perot drawing. <laughs> yeah, because the election just happened. Yeah, it's because the election. Out. Yeah, he's he's making fun of Ross Perot. I thought that was that was quite interesting. I thought it was, it was interesting fun. too because I completely forgot Ross Perot existed. Yeah, that took me back. They're calling it the Triple Crown because every title is on the line. If mm-hmm. they did an every title is on the line pay-per-view now it would last two and a half days i was gonna say that's wrestlemania right there because it's two days now yeah it's forever long go back three titles classic belts that's it i love the three titles yeah not everybody needs to get a, a, a prize no, they, they don't need half the titles they have these days. They just need good storylines, and they just can't think of any. So, you know, throw a title in it, and it makes it worth something, I guess. 
Well, also, it's like everybody gets a chance to be the champion, and that's not the way it should be. I mean, yeah. there's really deserving guys on this roster, and they never got the shot. They never no. raised to the level of, like, mega, super-duper, duper star. Yeah. You know, perfect? Sure. In, in this day and age, you'd be champion, like, 12 times. Yeah. But here, Certainly. it's like, no, you're not Hulk. And yeah. until you're at that level, you... You can have the worker belt. Yeah. And, it, and I, I kind of like that. Like, the closest thing we had to it is, like, when Brock was champion for, like, two and a half years a couple of times yeah. years ago. I'm like, yeah. yeah. You, you only see him every once in a while, just like we could only see him if we paid money to go to Spectrum. You never saw mm-hmm. him on TV. And they held the belt forever because they're undefeatable. I, I was all for that Brock run. Yeah, people complained about that, but it, it made sense. We lived through that kind of stuff. You know, I know. Champion forever. And you never saw him on TV. Pay your money. Yeah. Savage still has the knee pad, but he's not limping anymore anymore it's kind of goofy yeah i forgot that he was you know had the bum leg there maybe it heals him <laughs> the, the knee pad the magic knee pad the, the magic knee pad of of healing yeah because it's from parts uh, unknown who knows what's in there yeah that's true dibiase is taking some heavy bumps from ultimate warrior at the beginning of this match and then mm-hmm. when he finally gets the drop on ultimate Warrior, ultimate Warrior goes for i think it's a shoulder block or something like that and and DiBiase sidesteps him. Yes. The undulating that Ultimate Word does to sell that bump was just <laughs> horrific. I said uh, four <laughs> minutes, 14 seconds into the match, watch out of context. <laughs> and you just see the ultimate warrior for some reason humping the ring exactly he, he knows he's supposed to be full of energy but when he takes a bump he just doesn't know how to handle it because like in his match with red tights he doesn't take bumps so right. how's he supposed to deal with it when he's not with a red tight yeah you can't fake being hurt when he never pretends to be hurt he's out of yeah. practice so he just, <laughs> I, I don't know I'll, I'll just pump this thing <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Why someone hasn't looped those two seconds and made it like the wrestling meme of the century? <laughs> that would be a me. good wrestling meme. When DiBiase counters uh, Warrior's shoulder block, that's when the heels take over. Yeah, heels take over. IRS gets the quick tag in, and after a few quick little knocks here and there, he catches the Warrior in a sleeper hold, and we immediately go to a split screen. Yeah. Where Flair, Razor, and Mr. Perfect are in the locker room and they're making their own comments and laughing hysterically because, of course, the heels are on top right now. So they're they're liking it right now. Yeah, they're, they're living the dream. They are. Before uh, Warrior get, starts getting the treatment over here, we had our favorite move, but they did it on the far hard cam side. So it wasn't as cool looking where Savage grabs the dude's head and uh, jumps over the top rope. Yes. But leaves the dude to get, like, decapitated. Fatality. Yeah. He does, like, a bounce off, and then he flips over on his head and back over. That's a good bump right there. DiBiase sells, man. That dude's awesome. he does. So Warrior's getting his ass kicked during the picture-in-picture, and Mm -hmm. Savage and IRS both get hot tags. Yes. He goes nuts on IRS. Savage hits the flying elbow. But DiBiase breaks up the cover. And he makes a save. Yeah, he does. But then we get like all four men in and then Money Inc.'s like, we're out. They just kind of gave up on this. And that that's where I lost it on this match because it was a fairly decent match up to that point, minus the ultimate worst horrible selling. Right. You know, because DiBiase was doing awesome. Savage came in 
you know, he kind of took over. IRS did his thing. And so the three of them were having a really, really good match. And then to see them just kind of walk out on it. And, and the, the the count to 10 was so quick. You barely even saw the ref counting. Yeah. It's like you saw 9, 10 and it was like, over. Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Ring the bell. <laughs> it's not like today's where like the, the audience counts along with him. Counts along <laughs> with any distraction the ref has. He has to start back in the exactly. zero because he's like lost his place. Yeah. Oh, he's like eight. And then, you know, Kevin Owens goes and yeah. waves at him. He's like, ah, where was I? One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I completely I mean, forgot where I was. <laughs> what other choice did they have, really? I guess. Or, as we fake book 30 years in the past, mm-hmm. throw the belts on them. Have the main event for the tag titles yeah. with uh, the Maniacs, because you're not going to give either of these two guys the world title. Give them the tag straps. Make that match really be worth something. Yeah. Because Money Incorporated can't defend it. They're in that goofy no, Survivor Series kind of thing. Yeah, it could have made sense to put the belts on them. It begs the question, did they see what was coming with the Ultimate Warrior? Like, why didn't they put the titles on them at this point? Because it would have made sense to make that a tag team title match. It would have given it at least a little bit more for Survivor Series. We know this match was recorded a couple of weeks before. Did they have any inkling that he was going to flake going into Survivor Series? I don't know. There's varying stories about why he left. So one was like a steroid problem yeah. and the other one was something else. Like you either wanted more money or didn't like a spot or he wasn't showing up for stuff. There's a bunch of different theories. And I don't know what date he stopped because our tapings aren't in real time, so. No. Well, Maniacs don't like not winning the titles. The ref raises their hand, and the mm. Warriors kind of happy for about a second. He's <laughs> like, we win! And then Savage mm. throws the hand down like, no, we didn't get the belt. And Warrior suddenly realizes it. He's like, oh, I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be mad here. <laughs> I'm mad, too. Oh, I'm very upset. Yes. So they go out to Jump Money, Inc., yeah. and then out comes Flair Razor, and, and we have a massive 5.2 because Jimmy Hart, he's not a full person. Nah, there's all kinds of melee that ensues with everybody attacking the ultimate maniacs there. I found it interesting, and maybe this is just by coincidence, but the only shots that they show you of Perfect is when he attacks Ultimate Warrior. You never see him attack Savage, as if to say, how dare you make me get back in the ring and ruin everything. (laughs) You ruined it. I was making good insurance money. (laughs) warrior does some cool storyline stuff he is covering savage with his own body he's protecting savage and having everybody you know pound on him while he protects savage very motherly the ultimate warrior very cute (laughs) i will be your mother i will protect you like a turtle (laughs) i am your shell come into my womb (laughs) it's really strange Uh, The real heroes of the day are the refs. Every ref comes in like the bullpen of a baseball game. Yeah, I think Slaughter was in there too. I saw Rene Goulet. Oh yeah, there's Slaughter. I see him now. Yeah, he's he's towards the back. Warrior again is picking up uh, Savage's old ass and helping him (laughs) to the back. Slaughter keeping law and order as he should be. That's right. And that's um, his job right now. Yeah, he's he's the law, order, and justice of the refs. Yes. (laughs) Boss man's (laughs) like, dude. I mean, it gets real ridiculous when people trying to bite your style, you know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, nothing has changed. 
music rights not renewed. Vince says, and now a yeah. special music video <laughs> with Brett the Hitman Hart. So they're going to yep. do some kind of smaltzy montage of Brett with whatever music they, they got. But it is not on the cock. It is not on the cock. I was expecting it to be the montage that we saw. Was it last week or maybe the week before? Yeah. There was a, there was a Bret Hart like retrospective with, a, you know, fake child Brett and and Owen. So I was expecting that again. And probably their idea here is that they want to show this to like, hey, here's our champion for all of you that don't normally watch wrestling on a Saturday night yes. on Fox. Good point. That's what I was expecting in there. And I had it as Bret Hart music video. And then all of a sudden I'm like, why? And that occurred to me. And then, then I was like, oh, wait, nothing gets a wrestler over by putting him in a montage music video. <laughs> it's, I mean, it'd be funny. You know what would, how it would work if you did it by comparison? We need bad yeah. art for yours to be better than. We need to, uh, <laughs> you show the Bret Hart montage video followed by the Bob Backlund Champions of oh, Yesteryear yeah. oboe solo video. <laughs> where the oboe's playing this ripoff of Tomorrow from Annie. Yes. There you All go. These never watchers are like, is that my dad? God damn it. Is Happy Days still on the air? <laughs> we missed a video, so we go straight to the Bulldog Sean match. Nice. Yeah. Probably my favorite match of the night. No spoilers here for, oh, for yeah. match of the night. But yeah, this was, this was actually... Uh, and I expected a lot out of this one, too, based on what we saw from SummerSlam as well from Bulldog, knowing that Sean could go. And British Bulldog kind of showed his chops in that match against Brett at uh, SummerSlam. So I expected a lot from this. Sean's already in the ring, so he doesn't get a walk down. And he doesn't have Sherry with him either because she is, quote unquote, recovering from the mirror smash from Janetti. I guess this was filmed after the Canadian ones, or they just knew that they were pulling Sherry, so they didn't have her there. Yeah. We haven't gotten to the point where Sherry is so gone that Sean starts singing his own theme music. So we still got Sherry singing, but soon we'll have the dulcet tones of Michael. Uh, Sean doing his music. Singing, yes. I'm a sexy boy. I'm just a sexy boy. Not he's a sexy boy. Man, this around this time they could have easily gotten right said Fred. <laughs> that that was a big hit around ninety two. Yeah. Yes, that's true. He's too right sexy said Fred. For... I want to say right said Fred might have been ninety. Yeah, well, I want to say maybe a little bit earlier than this. I'm, I'm t- well, Vince is that far behind the curve. That, yeah, that's true. He's usually about four years behind. God damn it! Did you hear uh... the songs? I'm so sexy. He keeps on saying how sexy he is. It's yes. great. <laughs> He makes his little turn on the catwalk. <laughs> yeah, it came out four years ago, Vince. Uh, let's see here. Holy shit. 1991. Okay. Whoa, look at you. So he's he's on there. Yeah. It could, it could have been easily done. Right said Fred singing this sexy boy song. Oh, Sold. come on. Come on. I'm in. Pay the Sold dough. Itself. Come on, yeah. what's Right said Fred money? Like $50? <laughs> <laughs> what could it be? I can get my, get my little turn on the catwalk for that shit. Yeah, how much could that possibly be? <laughs> We got Bulldog power moving Sean fast. Yeah, yep, yep. They show um, a girl in the crowd with a white WWF starter jacket. Yeah, I remember that thing. And she's wearing a rainbow shirt under it. Yes. Yes. I know which one you're talking about. I was like, oh, that had to be the cool gear in high school right there. Because everybody had some type of starter jacket. But to have a WWF starter jacket, you were the shit. 
That shit was the bomb. That shit was the bomb. I'm the shit. Yeah, around uh, 10 minutes, 40 seconds or so in, you also get girls old enough to drive themselves to the show. <laughs> Really Yay. digging Sean, and a little bit later, they're they're pointing to their eyeballs, wanting Brett to give them his glasses. Oh, but he gives oh. it to a little boy. Of course he does. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we're dropping we're dropping some knowledge here. Yeah. Speculation on Saturday morning superstars mm. yeah. makes you think. Bulldog versus Sean is really cool because Bulldog can go and he's fast, but uh, also Sean can break up the power moves by doing like three or four moves in series which he does. Yeah. So he's kind of like bouncing around for Bulldog, but also getting in and out of his moves. So it looks like there's more wrestling going on that's really going on. Yeah. But it's so disguised, it looks cool. I love it. I appreciate the commentary for this. Besides, you know, Vince's high-pitched, you know, going off the handle commentary, but Heenan's very good at just throwing in there, for those of you that have never watched wrestling, this is what you're going to see yes. with these matches. And he he did that with the first match, you know, saying this is going to be a brawl. You're not going to see a lot of technical wrestling for this one. He did that with this one as well, saying this was going to be a little bit more of a technical show mm-hmm. and, and some powerhousing on the, the, the part of Bulldog as well yeah i'm watching it like as somebody's been watching wrestling all his life but you're, you're yeah. right like you know, on fox is not the channel that's always on unless they, they happen to be syndicated on that channel by accident mm-hmm. it's in prime time and there's probably a lot of people who are just like what what is this yeah 12 minutes 50 seconds in bulldog is using sean as a one-handed weight he's trying to pick him up one-handed yes and as he's trying <laughs> like sean is dead pinned to the mat like both mm-hmm. his shoulders are down for a while every time he's attempting this thing. But and Hefner's just sitting there staring <laughs> at him like, I know this isn't really a pin. I'm just going to let it go. Yeah. But if you look at it, he's down. Like his shoulders are way down. Yeah, he could have easily been pinned. But this was obviously, this was a setup to show Bulldog's power because Bulldog picks him up in the air and drops him with i don't know it just looked like some type of like he was sitting on bulldog's shoulder yes basically with this thing <laughs> he's sitting on it and then he just drops him backwards which which was quite impressive i i will say yeah i'm not picking up a 220 pound dude with one arm yeah bulldog continues to use sean as a planet fitness <laughs> <laughs> brain keeps on talking about the 92 election yeah i thought it was interesting at one point where they're going back and forth so fast that vince doesn't know how to call the match so he yes. just covers it by saying the action is too fast to call <laughs> yeah six or seven moves in series and he's like it's too fast to call and my wife who's watching this with me is like laughing like Ooh, it's too quick he's like yeah because you don't know what these things are it's as if he hasn't been born into a wrestling household for the eternity of his existence no. it's like he's never seen it before <laughs> yeah it's basically a bunch of irish whips and and you know clotheslines and all kinds of stuff what a maneuver but yeah a lot of that we get a lot of what a maneuvers i might have to throw my what a maneuver drop in there We should do a water mover count. If you comb YouTube, you can find long stretches of people that have strung together how many times Vince has said, what a maneuver. No way. <laughs> yeah. Do they keep on updating it like as he yeah. goes? <laughs> it should be. Sean does a stiff looking arm strike in the corner that actually looks like he hurt Bulldog. Like it looks real. It's, it's really good. Like they're nice. 
everything looks legit. Sean's getting some story in because he unties the top mm-hmm. turnbuckle. Dun, dun, dun. Suspense. When will that come into play? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Uh, will it work in his advantage or will it backfire? You, you don't know for a little while. We get pre-med Vince during an abdominal stretch. Yeah. Saying it's affecting the back area. Oh, just the back area. The back area. <laughs> Heenan during that throws in a very topical reference of an achy breaky back. Achy breaky back <laughs> and love achy breaky back. I re- I, to this day, I remember achy breaky back. Achy breaky back. I mean, 92, Billy Ray was in his prime with achy breaky heart. So I, any I reference bet his to that. daughter is older than he is at this yes. point. <laughs> I want to see her cover Achy Breaky Heart. It's <laughs> just oh. going to bring it all around. Only if Billy Ray does Wrecking Ball. Oh, okay. On the Wrecking Ball. On the Wrecking Ball. <laughs> a little video redone, shot for shot, like a Van Sant's Hitchcock <laughs> remake. That would be hilarious. Yeah. They're pushing something already, which becomes bigger. They do it at least three times just in this show. Mm. The idea that Bulldog beat Brett, and if Sean beats Bulldog, Sean has to face Brett, and there's really no other ending that could work, because if you lose to the guy who beat Brett, and then you have a match of Brett, what are your chances of winning? So if they had Sean lose this match, well, yeah, he lost to the guy who lost to the guy. Yeah, but it doesn't set him up for success for Survivor Series, and that's where they're really going with this. We won't have to worry about that, but as we're no. in the match, Bobby the Brain is doing a full Abbott and Costello. Yes, the term he does. Here. Yes, yes, who's here? Who's here? Who's here? Who's here? Who's here? What are you asking me for? Okay, we're in Indiana. We get it. He also refers to Bulldog as a limey. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Another episode of uh, Things That Wouldn't Make Air. Yes. I was like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess that flies in 92. Bulldog gets to take over. Sean takes that turnbuckle flip, his version of like the the, uh, flare flop. Yes. Which allows the bulldog to do a standing suplex. It wasn't his typical, you know, hold forever standing suplex. It it was only maybe about like two seconds or so. And then he doesn't go into the the ever-present headlock afterwards. He goes right into a cover. Yeah, like if it's a red tight, like poor Dwayne Gill, he's up there and Bulldog is literally waving to the crowd for cheers (laughs) as he's showing off that he can hold a guy up forever. Yeah. Bulldog does go into the middle turnbuckle, so it's not one of those uh, hoisted on your own petards. He gets hit. And then Bulldog tries a superplex and his back is out. Shawn Michaels lands on David Boy Smith for the pin. For the pin. And we have a new Intercontinental champion on air yeah title changed on a show we didn't have to pay for or we didn't hear about it happening at a house show that no one ever saw i did not know this was going to happen i didn't realize that Shawn michaels went into survivor series as intercontinental champ so that makes that match that he has against brett that much more interesting because now he has beaten bulldog brett hart lost to bulldog so we're really upping Shawn michaels stock here sean beat the guy who beat the champ yeah so yeah yeah, that's that's great that's good storytelling right there 
R.I.P. Bulldog, he is out because of a steroid abuse issue. And, what? Uh, never no. Be, yeah, could you believe? <laughs> <laughs> According to Brett's book, he was like nine shades of coked up for his, uh, his match there. But no, the yeah. steroids got yeah. him. He's out. Yep. And off to uh, WCW is he. Yeah, he gets fired for, I believe it's like two years or so. Yeah, he's out for a, a while. You don't see him back until he teams up with, uh, what's his face? Lex Luger for the Allied Powers. Yeah. So we lose him, we lose Warrior, and we also are going to lose our Mountie Bulldog match. No. Yeah, that was supposed to be for the IC title at uh, Survivor Series, and now the Mountie doesn't get his man. <laughs> so my next question is, does the Mountie have a match at Survivor Series? I don't believe he does. Not televised. Did they just take him out completely? We get a Virgil versus Yokozuna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no Mountie match. Oh, well. After the match, we go to Gene Okerlund, who is in the locker room with Flair, Razor, and Perfect. Yeah. And uh, Flair is basically saying whoever survives the Brett-Sean match will have to face him afterwards. I want to see the Attitude Era version of the backstage interview with Flair, Perfect, and Razor. Like, (laughs) Razor... Full Scarface, a mountain of coke on a table. <laughs> Flair, just chicks everywhere. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, he's the godfather before the godfather was the godfather. Yeah, I would totally love to see the rated R version yeah. of Mean Gene's interview with Flair Perfect the Razor. Yeah, no, Flair is off the hook during this interview. He's He's just two shits to the wind right here (laughs) and meanwhile like razor's trying to bring it back he's just razor you know he just wants to kick somebody's ass but he he does it all in his calm like you know razor ramon don't care as long as he gets to fight someone (laughs) yeah he's like hard so subject to change chico i know who i'm fighting I don't care as I long as somebody's going to get my fist in their face. Could be anybody. Yeah. Bushwhackers out. Mounties out. Yeah. Warriors it, gone. It could be this motherfucker behind. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect's like kiting. <laughs> Flair, perfect battle for the last word because Flair doesn't exactly know what he's promoing anymore. Yeah, because they don't know like, what the hell's going on. And, and it won't be a Survivor Series, but it'll be survival. And, <laughs> and then Perfect just steps in. He's like, someone's going to get hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cut, yeah. It's like, I'm going to cut to the end right now. Someone's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to get, yeah. Because I think Flair's trying to like get surviving into the tail end of his promo, but he's like a bad soloist in a high school jazz band where he's just like yeah. wandering <laughs> off and he just can't find what he's supposed to be saying. Yes, get back to the tonic. Get back yeah, to the tonic. Just, yeah, Thank you. Yeah, there we go. Come on. The title match is last, but it's actually in the shit show spot because yeah. Saturday Night's main events were built around the early part of the episode being the main events. So sure. maybe there was a warm-up match, but usually they'd go right in hot with like Hulk Hogan would come out immediately because mm-hmm. it's already like almost midnight. Sure. And everybody's going to be asleep by the time we get to the third or fourth match so they would flip the card so here we have the title match where it should be on last with the mm-hmm. champion 
but you're not going to yeah. see a title change. You're not going to see the big stars. You got this dude who we slapped the belt on that nobody knows. Yeah. Unless you're really into wrestling against a voodoo guy. Yeah. It's not the best of main events. Yeah. Well, I guess that's, you know, why they put the tag team match first, because those are the names right there. If you're a non-wrestling fan, you at least know who Ric Flair is. You probably know who Randy Savage is. You probably know who Ultimate Warrior is. You know, that's going to grab your attention right away. So that made sense. But we get Shango coming down uh, to the ring with his big bag of uh, tricks. Pounds <laughs> a gimmick in a five-pound yes. bag. Holy crap. That thing smokes more every single week. <laughs> no, the audience is getting such God contact damn. high. <laughs> There's some dude, like, holding his kid, and the guy looks, like, so freaking high. Yeah. He's just like, what did I just watch? He comes back down, lots of frightened children. Uh, yeah, Gene interviews Brett, and uh, the winged eagle belt probably looked better on no one other than Brett. Brett had probably wore it the best, like, mm-hmm. on his shoulder, on, on his waist. It fit him. Because it's kind of a small belt when you look at it yeah. compared to like, you know, the big gold or even the, the later WWF ones. It's a smaller belt, smaller than the Intercontinental, but it mm-hmm. looks nicer. So it fits a smaller dude better. I thought it looked great. Yeah. It's my senior year. We were getting new band uniforms and we designed them to look like the coat that that's wearing now. <laughs> Oh, with the fringe and the shoulder pads? Mixed oh, with yeah. Captain Kirk's movie jacket. Like it had the <laughs> flap that opened up. If. You ever saw a picture of our high school band uniform? You see, like, we were just, like, wrestling marks and Star Trek geese. <laughs> no hope of ever seeing a girl naked. Yeah. Ever. Cut's <laughs> interview is great because he's like, this match reminds me of my dad. He was a zombie that beat the shit out of me, too. <laughs> and he still is a zombie if you ever look at him these days. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty he, sure he Papa Shango ball. had him reanimated in 1986 and he was just walking around <laughs> like, in a zombie yes. trance until he brought end. him back from the grave. This wasn't actually a decent promo from Brett. His are usually fairly flat and, you know, fairly generic. He did a little bit of just his history thing, his dad, like training them in the basement and all that kind of stuff. I guess they gave him a little bit more time to think about this one. This was this one didn't seem like it was really off the cuff. For him, knowing that it was going to be a Saturday Night Main Event promo, he probably was trying to give a little bit more of his backstory. Chronologically, this is probably right after he won the friggin' thing. Yeah. Even though us watching would have had him be champ for about a month at this point, but yeah, in real actual time, he probably just won it a week ago. Yeah. And he still can't believe it. He's like, he's basically saying, I was tag champ. I was IC champ. I thought that was it. I thought I was never getting any higher than that. I thought (laughs) that was my ceiling. (laughs) He's like, he's being really honest. I don't even know what I'm doing here. It's like, <laughs> I got the belt. I still have to fight the voodoo dude. I thought that's what I had to do. Like, <laughs> had a nice run as any kind of champ, and uh, now I'm now I'm back on the lower mid card fighting the voodoo guy. But yeah. here I am. I can't believe it. It's amazing. <laughs> Brett wrote stuff on his glasses. Like this is a special match, and he wrote like a little message on his glasses when he comes out. Help me. <laughs> we get a 12 to 14 year old girl cam on his way out mm-hmm. ladies like what they see they got that pair who wanted sean they're pointing to their yep. eyes they want his glasses we yep. get two 35 year old dudes in pink glasses oh no it's like yo those dudes are like up in their 70s now yeah <laughs> and they still have those glasses <laughs> no they don't 
I had those glasses. <laughs> they were not durable. Let's just put uh, it that way. Yeah, that's true. They snapped in half pretty quick. Yeah. So this match, we get a monkey flip that actually works. I've never seen a monkey flip actually work. Nice. Shango spends like 80% of this match in full red tight mode. Yeah, a good portion of it. Well, he get, he gets a lot of uh, offense off the top, and Brett does a good bit of selling for him, but Brett comes back with a clothesline that puts Shango outside, and then he flies out, and he does a nice little kind of slingshot from the top you know over the ropes onto the floor which was you know a good pop yeah no one did that back then no. now everybody does it four times a match <laughs> and that's yeah, three guys waiting to... with their hands out yeah twist and flip and all kinds of things to make it seem more impressive now yes brett does his head first run into the turnbuckle like brett hart he's so good he has a series of moves to make the other guy look good he's like you gotta throw me in the turnbuckle i'm gonna run in and look like i got destroyed Mm-hmm. And then you're going to get me trapped in this thing, but I'm also going to figure out a way out of it. So you're going to look like you got me, but I'm going to actually reverse it. So he has like a whole set of moves to sell for the other dude, but also a whole thing where it's like, here's how you're going to get me trapped so I can get out. I always liked his matches better than Sean's. I was actually a more Brett than Sean guy because Sean yeah. was like a little bit more flashier and probably could do more athletically. But Brett's looked like he knew how to take a guy apart. Yeah, I could see that. I can also, you know, like some of Sean's selling was a little bit calm. Yes. Like he was he was a little too bouncy. Brett looked like he was in a real fight. Yeah. When Shango starts taking over, starts like chanting or, or getting little voodoo stuff going in his match, Bobby the Brain says, Oh oh, we got some voodoo whammy jammy coming up. <laughs> Ooh. The mother of house parties, man. A pajama jammy jam. I would like to see that whammy jammy. To see Brett get out of the bear hug by like rubbing Shango's head and then biting it. Yes. Oh, I did put that in my notes. He rubs his head and then it looks like he bites him. He does. He bites him to get out of the bear hug. And yeah. he just doesn't know how to call it because here he has his, his good guy champion cheating to get out of a move. He's like, sometimes you got to fight fire with fire. <laughs> Shago yeah. gets some offense and, and pre-med Vince calls uh, the area that they're targeting the trapezius area. Oh, <laughs> Just where is the trapezius? You know, it's around the trapezius. Shango weirdly looks small to me at this point in time. And it's because he's walking like a question mark. Like he is three quarters bent over all the time. Yeah. He has like that sort of hunchy look yeah. to him. I guess he felt that was menacing or I'm not quite sure. But I don't know. There's some dudes who just literally have a weird body type where it never looks like they're standing up straight. Like mm-hmm. uh, Stephen Regal and The Miz. Both have that like yeah that like arched high in the back. They look like they're hunched over. Yeah. So they always look like they have a little bit of a hunch. Yeah. Brett with a sleeper, Shango counters it with a turnbuckle. There's no one on earth who took a better turnbuckle hit than than Brett until I saw Darby Allen take one <laughs> into the post. <laughs> CM Punk threw him through the second and third turnbuckle into oh, yeah. the post. Just right into it. It's like, oh shit. Yeah, that that's Darby Allen, because he's a maniac. He is. Shango misses the second rope elbow, and then I started counting down. I'm like, this is it. We get the Russian leg sweep, body mm-hmm. drop, second le- uh, rope clothesline. Yep. And then yep. a sharpshooter is kind of like a reversal of a turnbuckle miss. So we only got three moves of doom because Shango interrupts it. After the second rope clothesline, he goes for a cover. So yeah. So he doesn't finish his five moves. 
Yeah, well, he usually would try, like, each of the five moves, every once in a while, he would interrupt the uh, rhythm of it to try to get a cover from one of the five moves, but they'd never work. So he needed to hit all five and then get the sharpshooter on him. Yeah. But in uh, quicker matches, you'd only get a couple of them. You wouldn't get the whole cadence. And mm -hmm. we didn't get them all here. Sometimes he would use the sharpshooter as a surprise. So he'd go through the five moves, but then the bad guy, and it happens kind of in here. Shango gets the upper hand again. Yeah, but just very he's briefly. able to get the sharpshooter kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Shango attacks him in the, the corner and Brett sidesteps and Shango kind of bounces off the corner, falls back and immediately sticks his leg up, legs up as yeah. if to say, here they are for the sharpshooter. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I don't think Brett really appreciated it when people helped him with yeah. the sharpshooter. It's like, yeah, no, dude, no, you know, it's just like, here are my legs. Finish this off. <laughs> now I'll pick them up. You look ridiculous. Why would you be yes. sitting like that? It's like the people who adjust themselves for a top rope hit. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, I'm out of position. I'll just scoot. Like, oh. <laughs> so yeah. We get a brain scan again yes. with Bobby Heenan trying to explain how Bret Hart puts the sharpshooter on. And he mistakenly writes champ. <laughs> How awesome to the screen. Because <laughs> he knows he's doing it. Yeah. And he's putting over the champion, but he's the bad guy, so it's like an yeah. accident. But yeah. he's writing champ over the champ. I mean, that's really what he's doing. He's giving Brett all the, the, the props that he is the champion. But he's like, Oh, I didn't mean to do it. I was just showing you this. I wrote I know I didn't, I scribbled it out. But he's yeah. actually putting all, over the hero because Bobby the Brain is that much of the shit. Yeah. And I have a drop for that now. So there. <laughs> nice, nice. I'm the shit. <laughs> that shit was the bomb. <laughs> we get the sharpshooter and the the match is over mm -hmm. and all the talk about shango placing the curse on brett for SummerSlam since he lost doesn't seem like it really helped him too much for this match no shango's curse is maybe as a half-life oh yeah, yeah yeah that makes sense you need a booster <laughs> <laughs> booster curse yeah. is that the pfizer curse or is that the moderna curse well i mean if they got the johnson and johnson curse you only need one <laughs> that's true but it's not as effective that's true. i heard there's a new curse pill yeah there's a new curse pill there's a good population that doesn't believe in curses <laughs> at all and yeah. uh and refuse to to take the curse pill. yeah yeah I got my, my curse shot, so I, I'm free of curses. Yeah, and that, and that was after you got cursed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I already got cursed once. <laughs> yeah, you got cursed once, and then you took the anti-curse. Yeah, so now I'm doubly immune to the curse. That's right. Uh. <laughs> if you uh, test positive again, you'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Shango. <laughs> <laughs> How could it be? Hey. Uh, funeral parlor. Yeah, funeral parlor time with Paul Bearer. Looking like he came up from the floor, but I think that was just the camera angle. No, nah, it's a pan down. Yeah. He's just standing there. But it looks great. Man, I miss sets. Yeah, I miss this. It, I mean, there really wasn't that much to this. There wasn't. It was just a it was a glorified promo for Undertaker's match against Kamala for Survivor Series, which we've been seeing like the workshop the past couple of weeks. So they even showed a little bit of Undertaker working on Kamala's coffin with the awesome drawing that I want to find. I wish yeah. somebody would be selling that. Yeah, put that on eBay. I'm buying the I, Kamala blueprint. I want that so bad. An alarm goes off in the WWE warehouse. Yeah. And they go in like, what'd they take? I don't think they took anything. <laughs> How many Kamala drawings did we have? 
Oh no. We just had the one. Where is it? No. They took the Kamala trolley. They took the prized Kamala trolley, yes. In the glass case in the center of the warehouse. Yeah. They left all the flares robes. They left the original big gold belt. Yep. They they left uh, no. Bruno San, San Martino's jockstrap. They took the Kamala drawing. <laughs> they put the Kamala drawing. That's all we wanted. That's so weird. That's it. We get cutaways of not only the, the uh, building of the casket, but also Kamala being scared shitless of all things death related. Yeah. Why he likes Kim Chi is beyond me because she looks scary as fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Barra is working this thing with at least uh, two camera angles, maybe three. He never misses a camera change. Mm-hmm. The instant they cut to a new camera, he's looking at the new he camera. Knows he right there. Nothing in profile. He's always eyes straight at the camera, no matter which camera. And they can change as many times as they want. Paul will always hit it. Like he, he knows is exactly. Awesome. Yeah. So he does his whole shtick and goes through sort of the the backstory of Kamala versus Undertaker, and then we get the Undertaker. His promo is great. It's basically you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're. Th- this is over. You're done. You're done. This I'm- match. This match was made for me to beat the shit out of you. I'm that's giving you the- two pay per views, and that's more than I ever do. For yeah. this. <laughs> monster morons they keep on having me fight so consider yourself yeah. lucky we cut the mean gene with brett coming in like a south philadelphia italian look at me i'm still a champ look at all the gold <laughs> he's so choochy i'm like i have so many relatives like this yeah. sean comes out with the yeah. i beat the guy who beat you uh lines yeah, so this this obviously makes sense uh, that they want to start because they haven't really had any sort of feud between Shawn Michaels and, and Bret Hart here. And, you know, all eyes are on this show being Saturday Night's main event. So they're doing some hype for Survivor Series now. All the hype was for, you know, main event leading up to this with the Ultimate Maniacs and, uh, you know, Money Inc. doing their thing. But now they kind of have a sense that that's not going to happen. They need to draw some hype for, you know, something else. That's something I noticed in the tapings. They they were talking less and less and less about the Ultimate Maniacs and more and more about Brett Sean. Yes. Because, you know, that's the match that's that held (laughs) yeah not not much of this card actually held and it's for the title and now he has a title too and now there's a story about the guy who beat the guy and you know i don't know how thrilled everybody else is going to be that they're not going to be seeing the warrior and of all the people that they're going to get to replace him they're replacing him with a heel mr perfect which in storyline makes zero sense no why perfect suddenly turns against those two guys I mean, yeah. they had it coming out of SummerSlam. Like, Flair didn't listen to me, and that's why he lost yeah. to Brett. And, you know, they were they were teasing a split, but that storyline was dropped for a month. Yeah. And now, out of nowhere, 11th hour, literally the Saturday before a Wednesday pay-per-view, they changed the main event to a heel teaming yeah. with, basically a heel teaming with uh, Macho. So, I remember so, being really, I was upset. I was like, this is... You know, 17-year-old me was kind of pissed off. Yeah. I feel like something has to happen on that prime time because it starts with a roundtable of Vince and Perfect's there and Heenan's there. And for some reason, I think it's like uh, Hillbilly Jim and Hacksaw Jim Duggan for some reason. I don't know why they're there. But um, 
but you know, uh, Perfect and Heenan are yucking it up, like saying, you know, uh, Randy Savage is just like he's already lost. He's not going to be able to find anybody. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like something within that episode has to happen for it to make some sort of sense. Final commercial hits and we have like the two seconds before ending credits and they're doing a thing where the brain is supposed to open some mystery gift. Yeah, there's a giant box and I'm like, what's in the box? What's in the box? I feel like that was supposed to be some sort of big thing and they never tell you what's in the box. Oh, I, I have some information about that. Oh, you do? Yeah. So anyway, they, they there's this. That's the whole reason it's, they're cutting back. They, they it's Ultimate Warrior's head. That's a surprise box, <laughs> right? Um, they got Bobby the Brain. He is actually on the phone with Kevin Spacey. Okay. Yes. <laughs> who's trying to goad him into opening the box? Yeah. He pulls out Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Oh no! <laughs> it's, Fox refuses to air another Saturday oh. Night's Main Event for the next sixteen years. <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> This is oh, that's what put it in the Saturday Night's Main Event. Oh, like, yeah, it was awful. <laughs> no, the brain's on the phone. He's too busy to open up this mystery present that we never get to see. And he says that uh, one of the members of the Maniacs isn't going to show up for Survivor Series. Yeah, someone's going to need a new partner. Yep, and you know because this commentary was probably done really close to air for the Saturday Night's Main Event, but even sure. though the taping was a month earlier. So yeah. they know he's not coming in. They know they're going to have to flip the main event. So they have a the brain tease it. And then I guess Primetime and uh, Challenge and Superstars is there to kind of try to fill in the blanks mm-hmm. right before the event. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Did you like the episode, Than? I did. Uh, three, you know, fairly solid matches that told some story we got some fairly decent promo work from flair and razor ramon and bret hart and Shawn michaels so if i were a a non-watcher watching this on a saturday night back in 1992 this would be somewhat intriguing to me i would have gone for it this was comfort food i remember like trying to stay up on saturday nights because i wasn't a saturday night live fan at all Mm -hmm. so when i found out that there was going to be a saturday night's main event i would try to like pass the local news which was putting you to sleep and try to stay up and watch this thing i love saturday night's main events especially before i was even buying pay-per-views like this would be the biggest thing i'd see i'd actually see names versus names and a Mm -hmm. a decent card that you wouldn't get on the syndicated shows so i I love this thing this is taking me way way back oh yeah I don't remember even seeing this one. I know I did, but I don't remember seeing the title change. The Bulldog Sean thing kind of took me by surprise a bit. I knew it had to happen, but I didn't think it happened this fast. And yeah. Bulldog really didn't, he didn't even make it to the second, the next pay-per-view with the title. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that was going to happen. I didn't realize that he was going to be gone after this. I didn't know that either. The only thing that made me know is around the same time as Sean shows up on a family feud with the title <laughs> around this time period. Oh, wow. And Macho didn't have his. So I knew he had already lost his to Flair and probably already the hitman had taken it. And Sean's sitting there with a title. So I knew it was somewhere in the neighborhood of this time period just because I saw an old family feud of it. I think it was on that website that we saw. (laughs) Yeah, it probably was. My uh, red tail of the night goes to Papa Shango. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, shoot. I forgot about that. For basically bouncing around for Brett. Yeah. He had the advantage for about 25 seconds. Yeah. Well, let me think. Let me give my red tight of the night to Ultimate Warrior for not knowing how to sell. Yeah. For, <laughs> for, for humping the mat. Humping the mat. <laughs> Match of the night props go to, uh, of course, the Shawn Michaels bulldog match for sure brett voodoo was good but it's brett voodoo i mean here we had two really good wrestlers doing mm-hmm. really good wrestling and we have a surprise title change can't beat it nope not so, at all so we'll check out primetime and just give like an update of primetime and then go into our final superstars before survivor series next time Ooh, and then survivor series will be a two-parter two-parter survivor series all major pay-per-views two-parters minimum yes <laughs> minimum. <laughs> exactly yeah yeah all right so it looks good yeah sayonara undertaker sayonara undertaker and Shawn michaels has left the building with a title Woo! 